Hello, and welcome back to another edition of I Am the Woman Caught in Adultery. I ended up doing a part one on Don't Judge Me because even as I was looking down in Matthew, the seventh chapter, and when I got around about the third verse, something else that I found myself caught up in, that I had to shake loose, that I had to repent for and say, God, this is me. I messed up. I did this and I apologize. When it gets to the third verse, he starts talking about me seeing my brother with a moat or a splinter in his eye And I have a whole two by four in mind. The Bible says a beam. And I'm so busy trying to help my brother get the splinter out of his eye. I still don't see that I have a whole two by four in mind. And even when I was reading it, I was thinking about being a hypocrite. And it went on down and said, thou hypocrite. I don't want to be hypocritical. I don't want to be judgmental because those are not the callings that he called me for. He didn't call me to judge anybody. He didn't call me to be a hypocrite because the Bible said that all have sinned and come short of the glory. If everybody was crossing every T and dotting every I, Jesus wouldn't have had to come down. He wouldn't have had to hang on that cross. He wouldn't have to be pierced in the side so that the blood and water could run out for the remission and cleansing of my sin. None of that would have had to happen. But because Jesus already knew the places that I was going to be found at, he made preparation in advance. I remember growing up that all I heard about was hellfire and brimstones getting right with God, living right for God, having your soul saved, being filled with the Holy Ghost. And somewhere around the millennium, everything started changing. Everybody was so into prosperity, going after that bag, getting that money, that skrilla, that cheddar, that cheese, that guap. But Nobody read the scripture that said that the love of money is the root of all evil. Now, yes, the lack of it is too. And I'm not being a hypocrite and I'm not being judgmental because it's times that the lack of money caused you to do some things that you ain't got no business doing. But the love of it, the the love of money, that's where the downfall began with that money. And that's why we have to remember to, I make sure when I look in the mirror, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? God, am I walking according to your will? Even as I pray, I ask God to lead me and guide me. Because he told me if I acknowledge him in all my ways, he would direct my paths. So long as I acknowledge him, long as I ask him to lead me and guide me, I won't be caught being judgmental. 
I won't be caught being hypocritical. Because the Bible say, if I see my brother in a fault, if even if I see my brother with a splinter in their eye, then I'm supposed to re- restore that one with a spirit of meekness, considering myself. When the prophets came to anybody in the Old Testament, people would be afraid because when the prophet came to you, most times he wasn't coming to tell you anything good. Most times, like when he came and saw Hezekiah, he told him, set your house in order. Ye shall surely die. Now, there were times like when the angel came and told Moses that Sarah was going to have a baby in her old age. But most times when the prophet came to you, they were coming to tell you to get things right because tragedy was coming. Something was getting ready to happen. So when we, when I see my brother or my sister (laughs) making the same mistakes that I have made, caught up in the same situations that I've been caught up in. It's my endeavor to prevent the times that I, I remember a poem that my careers teacher told me about that there was a hole in the sidewalk and I walked down the street and I fell in the hole. Sometimes I told you earlier, I jumped in the hole on purpose because something out in that hole, I wanted. But when I got tired of being dirty and nasty and stinking, having to come back and look at God again, after he done gave me chance after chance to make the decision to go around that hole and not only go around the hole, go down another street. But until I came to the realization, and I've realized that even with people, until I got sick and tired of being sick and tired of dealing with the same thing, of jumping down that hole, falling down that hole, sliding into that hole, and then having to climb back out again, I realized that That was my behind, and I have to leave that behind me. And that's just like my brothers and sisters. People don't even remember what you used to do. They remember. Lord, I remember she used to be a stripper. She used to be a hoe. She was a thought. He sold drugs. He sold crack and marijuana. And nine times out of ten, the one is talking about the people done participated in the activities that they provided. But don't nobody know their dirty little secret yet. But one thing I do know is that what's done in the dark come to the light. He, the Bible even said when you get in the bed and you try to cover up your feet, your head going to show. When you try to cover up your head, your feet going to show. So I'm learning to acknowledge my faults. I see I got a two by four in my eye. Ain't no sense in me trying to act like I don't see it. 
I know what my problem is. I know what my issue is. And I confess it to God. And I thank him. I thank him. I thank him for deliverance. Because even when I pray, I ask him, God, everything in me that's not like you. God, you purge it. You take it out. Every time he takes out something that's a mess, he replaces it with something beautiful. Thank you, God. I enjoyed today. I had such a beautiful day. I had the opportunity to be in a beautiful space where they had what's called healing art. And the, one of the young men, Kelvin, and I'm shouting him out. I'm definitely going to have to share him a link to this podcast and let him know I appreciated that space that he invited me to because the ones that were in there, it was so enjoyable. We just created a self-care space, took time to breathe and meditate and chant and drum whatever we needed to do to sharpen that saw it always is a win-win so whether sharpening your saw consists of meditating praying some of us dance some of us sing some of us write poetry some of us do herbaling some of us do counseling and advising Whatever it is you need to do, do it. Because the Bible said that we're supposed to work while it's day because when night comes, no man can work. And when you look at it, it's really a parable because to work while it's day means while you're living, while you're here on this earth, sow seeds into somebody. Let somebody know. Be like the songwriter said, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who saved my soul. That's my version. <laughs> because if he could save me, if he could change my intentions, glory to God. If he could quell my addiction, and I found myself even being a spirit filled woman doing the 12 steps, even praying the serenity prayer to change the things that I can change. The things that I can't, don't worry about it because he told me to cast all of my cares on him anyway. And the wisdom to know the difference because life is short. Even if we make it to the 120 years that was promised, still don't want to leave because everybody want to get to heaven, but don't nobody want to die to get there including me at one time, because I was afraid of what came after death, because even the one man, the people that came back, that Jesus rose from the dead, nobody came back and said what it was like when they died. 
And not only that, so many people have went that way. I want to live this life to the point where I'm like Enoch and Elijah. And I'm going to talk about them later. I want to be caught up. One walked so close with God until he just walked away from here with God. And the other one was so close with God that a fired whirlwind, a whirlwind of fire came and caught him up. I want that Holy Ghost that he gave me, that picker-upper, that when he comes back and after he picks up the dead in Christ, then we that are alive and remain. I don't want to be caught with a two-by-four in my eye. I don't want to be judging, caught judging my brother for the splinter that's in his. I don't want to be caught getting ready because Mr. Walter said something that was so prolific that if I stay ready, I don't have to worry about getting ready. So when I look at myself and do like Michael Jackson said and start with the man in the mirror and ask him to change his ways, ask him to submit himself to God so that I can resist the devil and he got to flee. Then I'll see the two by four in my eye. And once I figure out how to get my eye straight, I'll know how to go to somebody else and help them get the splinter out of theirs. But I got to first see myself and get me right.